Rockstar reveals the $4 trillion reward for the player base. So congratulations everyone, we work together as a team to waste our lives playing GT Online, grinding $4 trillion in the highest challenge that Rockstar set forth. And as a result, we've all unlocked a free new vehicle coming soon to GT Online. Stay tuned for more updates. Now, my biggest worry is this is gonna be some vehicle that you can't possibly delete and it's gonna be in my menus somewhere and screw something up. I Maybe I'm just being pessimistic, I don't know. But whatever the case may be, I hope this is a good vehicle. But it can't be like the best of the best vehicles, right? Because that'd be kind of silly. Do you start with a car in GT Online? No, that is somewhat strange. Maybe this will be a way for a person to start with a car. In new gen, yes. Ah, okay. Then maybe that won't serve that function. As a person says, you probably have to claim this anyway. So yeah, if I don't want it, I won't claim it, I suppose. But good work, gang. We did it. The incredible power of the new open AI. So this is something outside my purview, so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I feel like I should mention that it exists for those who can better utilize its functions. So this open AI thing has released and apparently like it's blowing people's minds. You can say, hey, write some code to enable me to do X and Y and it'll write that code. Or you can give it code and, and, and be like, where are the security vulnerabilities? And it will tell you those security and vulnerabilities. You can basically ask it for anything. Like um, in a few sentences, give me something to say to my viewers of my live stream. Actually something nice. Thank you so much for taking the time to join my live stream. I truly appreciate your support and am excited to connect with you all. I hope you all have a wonderful time watching and please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or feedback. Thank you again for being here. It means the world to me. You can get it to do more complicated stuff as well, but I saw it mainly on the WAN show where they got it to write like their sponsor spots and they did it perfectly. You can probably go down deep rabbit holes and the reason why this is a bit more interesting than other like bots that exist, other AI bots, or whatever, is because this one you can just talk to and get this information rather than having to type very complicated sequences. Like Luke on the WAN show, who was uh, the one who tinkered with this the most, believes that it'll just become like a thing that people will need to use as a part of their job. So like obviously it won't replace people entirely, but it'll be a thing where like you will have to know how to use this because it will massively speed up your work. You'll be able to type in something, it'll give you like 90% of what you need and then you just like read it and then just correct things. I tried to get it to like write scripts for me about how Michael wasn't in witness protection stuff. Didn't really get there because that's very niche knowledge, right? That doesn't exist anywhere online. So kind of struggled. Interesting stuff that might doom us all. The weapon lockers are all glitched in GTA Online. A viewer of mine, Pat Path, sent me a write-up about how gun lockers work in GTA Online. You get a kick out of this. So this long-ass guide, long, long guide, basically explains, yo, by the way, some gun lockers don't work. And if you have one type of gun locker, it'll make other gun lockers not work. Some gun lockers will only work in some cases, some won't work in any cases. And the summary here, to successfully hide weapons, you need to purchase at least one of the following. Weapon workshop in Avenger, personal quarters in an arcade, office expansion in the penthouse, weapon workshop in the sub. The gun locker bundled with the mobile operations center's weapon workshop does not work alone, but it does not have any side effects either, so it's fine to own. All other gun lockers are not working at all, and they even interfere with the functionality of working ones, so please do not buy any of them. I have the office one. That's why I keep complaining, like, why does it keep giving me back my weapons in different cases and not removing certain weapons? It's because I've got one of the broken ones. The security room facilities, security upgrade for nightclubs, and the arena workshop are bundled with an interfering gun locker, but this information is not properly shown in the game. Please avoid all of them. So if you have any of these rooms, 
you, you're probably unaware that your gun locker is being fucked by these rooms. Because you just don't know you have a gun locker in there. Yeah, so I have to do this. I have to move my property to remove my office gun locker. And then I'm going to buy one in the sub. And there's still apparently like three weapons that can't be hidden by these gun lockers. Isn't that dumb? I haven't actually looked at any of these other guides here. But uh, this might be some good information. How old is this guide? It's from over a year ago. Hmm, interesting. Thank you, Leo3418. Maybe this is information you guys knew of, but I didn't know. Everything shall be a subscription now. Thoughts on pay-to-play online scams from consoles? Yeah, you mean like the uh, subscriptions to get online stuff. Yeah, it's garbage. It's actually just like uh, what they were talking about on the WAN show today. Companies love their subscription revenue. You've got like cars now going to be charging subscriptions to get like more acceleration. So they're like, program your car to not have as high acceleration. And if you want the max acceleration possible for your vehicle, you have to pay a monthly price. I think they wanted it to be like a hundred bucks a month. Mercedes, I think. Because when your car is basically a computer, you got an electric car or whatever, you can do that shit. It's garbage. What was the other example? Your uh, CPU would be capped in terms of how fast it is, unless you paid a fee. Every company is just like, hey, how can we cut off a small chunk of what we provide and get people to uh, pay a subscription for it? What did Elon Musk do the nanosecond he took over Twitter? He was like, hey, what's some features that we already have on the platform that we can put behind a paywall? Why don't we just shadow ban every user that doesn't pay us $8? You want your speech to be seen? Give $8 now. Why invent new things to have people pay money for when you can just have things that you already have behind a paywall? Yeah, Tesla has tons of that shit, don't they? It's utter trash. It doesn't mean all subscriptions don't make sense but i think we can all agree when it's on the hardware side when you're paying to unlock stuff that you already have you've bought an item that can do a thing and you're paying to get that functionality back that's awful big youtubers got caught advertising a scam what is your opinion on the established title scam basically they don't actually give you land and you're not actually a lord they have no offices in the uk and are based out of hong kong Scott Schaefer did a good video on it. So I've never been offered a sponsorship with them, but I definitely would have declined because there's no way that a company that's offering like a piece of paper, what was it, like 150 bucks is legit. There's, there's simply no way. It, it doesn't, the concept doesn't even make sense at all. You have like just a random little tiny bit of land in Scotland and you can call yourself a lord and a lady. And who fucking cares if you can be called a lord and a lady in Scotland anyway? What, that doesn't mean anything. It, it's, such a, it's such a dumb concept. Like you don't need much of a, a sense for scams to immediately see that and go, yeah, that probably not something legit but i mean when you're offered enough money sometimes you shut off your mind and who knows maybe had they offered me money i wouldn't yeah my mind would have shut off just as much like i'm not criticizing people anyone involved i'm just saying like the second i heard someone advertising i'm like this is probably some bullshit right the thing i didn't understand most about that established titles scam is that if it was the case that owning a small amount of land in scotland made it so you could be a lord or lady wouldn't just every single person in scotland buy like a tiny bit of land and call themselves a lord and a lady making it completely stupid if everyone's a lord and a lady then no one is a lord and a lady like it's a completely meaningless thing like so much of it just sounded like complete bullshit just on the surface without digging deep at all the big issue was that they were sometimes advertising that this was a legit thing to become a lord or lady and other times advertising it as a gag gift. So some people clearly bought it thinking it was an expensive gag gift, while other people bought it sincerely believing that this was actually legit. Also, the price of it ranged from $50 to $150. And from what I hear, established titles were giving away a lot of money, which does make sense for a company that was effectively selling nothing for a lot of money. Do I act differently on stream when I know it will be a video? 
One thing you learn when you're making live stream footage into edited footage is that you have to always be aware that that's going to happen. Like while I'm streaming, I am aware like, oh, what I'm doing right now isn't going to be in the footage or what I'm saying right now isn't going to make it in. Other times I'm like, if I don't detail certain information, it's going to be very hard to edit this section. It's why my streams probably feel sometimes less natural than other streams because I am specifically talking in a way sometimes not to you guys, but to the people in the future and trying to make it easier for the editing that's going to occur. Do you understand this 90s reference? That looks broken to me. Is that broken? That's broken, chat. Fix it with what? Am I meant to be fucking MacGyver? You give me like a paper clip an elastic band and I'll fix a goddamn helicopter? Do people even get MacGyver references anymore? I haven't even seen MacGyver. Like MacGyver was before my time. I only know of MacGyver from references to MacGyver in other shows and because it was the same actor from Stargate SG-1, which is a show that I love. You have no clue what it is. It was basically a show, I think about a detective, and the main thing that was the appeal of the show is like he would get trapped inside like a garage or something with just like a box of scraps and he would Tony Stark his way to making like a battle tank or something and then bash out and take down the bad guys. That kind of thing. He was not a detective. He was a spy lol and it was a Cold War show. Look, detectives, spies, they all wear the same hats. So same people, right? Samsung monitors have terrible quality control. So many of you likely know that I got the Samsung G8 Neo Odyssey, which is the only 240 Hz 4K monitor on the market. And in watching reviews of this, everyone was like, holy shit, how does this monitor have so many points of failure? How does Samsung still have so bad quality controls for their monitors? So what is the high end, what it could it be like a 1% failure rate or something? That's not, that's not that bad. You know, it, it'll be fine. It's okay. So I bought the monitor and lo and behold, I am experiencing Samsung's terrible failure rate. And, and what I'm saying is, I already had heard before that Samsung's quality controls for their monitors were terrible. I've heard a joke before, like, if there was a small child that had its hand melted into the monitor, they would take one glance at it and go, hey, it's fine, go sell it, 100%. So this is what my monitor looks like right now. Ain't that pretty? It's like a sea of nonsense. It is that way even when, well, even like, it's even on, like, the boot screen before it even goes into Windows. And so I did all the like, usual checks, of course. I mean, the, the graphics card, the uh, different ports. It works on both DisplayPort and HDMI. works with different cables that are known to work. And you've likely heard me complain over the last week. Like, I've only been using the monitor for a week, understand? I complained over the last week, like, it keeps flashing and stuff, and you guys kept complaining that my screen was, um, stuttering and stuff. And that was, like, whenever I would Alt-Tab, it would take forever. Like, it would have to re-establish the DisplayPort connection. It seems to be a terribly designed monitor, but that's often the case when you add like the cutting edge of what's possible. But yes, yeah, so I contacted Samsung and they're like, yeah, we'll get someone to uh, pick it up for you. And weirdly though, is the rep I was talking to, like it took a long fucking time to get this done. Like it was like, like a half an hour chat session, maybe, maybe longer than, I'm not sure. And they kept talking about like, hey, you want a voucher, man? You want a voucher for more Samsung products? You, if you buy any Samsung products on the Samsung store, we'll give you a, a, a voucher for that. And I'm like, I, I guess, man, I, 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 this is this is an inconvenience regardless when you give me a voucher. I'm like, so are they going to give me like a couple of hundred bucks off or something? Or a hundred or a couple of hundred bucks with a store credit or something? And he kept asking me about specific products that he wants to give me this voucher for. It's like, what are you, what are you Samsung products you looking to buy? Are you, 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 you interested in buying some more Samsung products anytime soon? Like, we, we want to specify this voucher for those. Sam I'm like, just why are you trying to sell me products when you've just had a product failure? What, what, and I'm like, yeah, sound bars, I guess. Oh, we'll, we'll give you something for sound bars. And they send me a voucher. It's for 15% off sound bars. Oh, 
only specifically on the Samsung store, which is guaranteed to be at a higher cost than that product would be on like Amazon or some shit. What I'm saying is Samsung doesn't seem to have very good support and doesn't seem to have very good monitor quality control. Maybe you shouldn't buy monitors from Samsung, maybe. But anyway, now I'm back to 1440p and my settings are all gonna be incorrect and shit. It's gonna be great. How to succeed with YouTube Shorts. So I almost don't want to give advice because every one that I've released hasn't succeeded. But often those that don't succeed, I kind of understand why. So when I make a short, what I try to do at the beginning is have some like immediate hook, a voice that just brings you in, text on screen that says, hey, pay attention to me, don't scroll forward. This is gonna be something, at least hear my pitch. And so the pitch lasts, you know, seven seconds, something like that. It's minimum amount of words, usually some captivating word like amazing, outstanding, terrible, something like this that invokes a emotional reaction. And then the video itself, I want to be something that even if a person who has never play GTA 5, I want them to find what's going on appealing. Because you can't trust that the YouTube Shorts is going to be perfect in how they target your short, you don't want to be like, oh, I just need to hope that everyone who sees this short knows exactly what's going on. They have all the foundational knowledge necessary for this to be entertaining or interesting. What you want is for your short to basically stand on its own. Like in a world where no one knew anything about what you're about to present, it would still be interesting to people. It's very hard to do. And one commonality I've found with my shorts is that I don't think me being in there is particularly good unless I'm really adding something of significance to the short. But often I'll put myself in there like at the top because I want more screen real estate for the game. So the less of the nine by 16 that is taken up by the gameplay, the more of the 16 by 9 that can fit in the 9 by 16. You understand? Because it shrinks down and so the, the two sides are more in frame, if you understand. So some of the shorts I've made, I have not wanted to put myself in, but without me being there, the stuff of significance wouldn't be on screen. With that being said, I have seen shorts where like next to nothing of value was on screen and yet they've still done massively well. As if people are filling in the gaps themselves in their mind and it's, it's fine, but I, I just still find that to be a barrier, you know? The Twitter for iPad meme is dead. So one of the many, many strange, probably meaningless changes that Elon Musk has made to Twitter is that he's removing the function where you can see what device was used to make that tweet. One consequence of this is that the Twitter from iPad meme is dead. Do I think this matters all that much? No. I wouldn't say this is a good decision, but I wouldn't say it's a bad decision either because I don't really think it had much value. I honestly wonder why they put it there in the first place. Maybe because people with iPads or iPhones rather wanted to like show off like, oh, I've got the best phone or something. It's a strange function that exists on Twitter. And honestly, maybe if we're gonna try to find some good in it, it'll probably make like the layout look a bit cleaner on different devices, more screen real estate available. So no more people being toxic to Android users. Yeah, that might be it, honestly. Well, I don't know the reason why it was removed, but I mean, that's one potential good side maybe. I mean, I never received that, but again, I know that exists in like other regions and stuff. Oh, you got one of those Andrews, you're not rich enough to have an iPhone or oh, nonsense stuff. Political quizzes can manipulate you. Opinion on quizzes like eight values, which help you figure out your economic political ideology. 
I think I did this a long time ago. I'm always a little bit skeptical of them, to be honest. For example, the, I'll just call it political compass. There were always accusations against that, that it was weighted heavily towards like the left libertarian kind of corner. In other words, unless you answered, I want to eat small children and kick them against walls for fun, you'd probably end up in that corner. Now, I don't think it was that extreme. I'm overselling it, but obviously when you're constructing these quizzes, there is always the possibility that things might be skewed in a particular way because we work to fit identities that we want. And we can often be molded by ideas of identity. So if someone says you are X, you will start trying to act and conform to that idea if you want that to be true. So I, like I can imagine a person who is in their formative years, doesn't really know what they believe or who they are, taking a quiz like this, getting an answer and that becoming their identity because something told them that. And I have no ability to assess these quizzes into how accurate they are or their underlying methodology. So I worry that that might be something that the creators have done, where they're just ultimately trying to push an agenda of some kind. Maybe I shouldn't be talking about these because I, I say this quiz could be perfectly great. I have taken it one time in the past, but I can't remember what I got. Like it's tempting to take it. I do believe I made a video once where I took a political quiz, but at this stage in my career, all it would do is piss people off. Like it wouldn't matter how readily I think I could argue for my perspectives, how evidence I, I, I believed they are, what justifications I have. There'll just be some people who'd be like, oh, you hold exposition, fuck you. There's, there's no advantage to people being more aware of my political leanings than they already are. It is the case that no question will ever be perfectly understood and used in a way that the original creators intend. Like, you'd imagine they would do their best though, right? But I have seen people take these quizzes and interpret a question entirely differently than I did. That's just how language works. I say, all of these quizzes, like, social, the social sciences are hard. Bottom line, I am skeptical of these compasses, but to some degree, I think people should just, like, be themselves as opposed to trying to put themselves into boxes and, and like, find what boxes they check and stuff. Stuff. I know that's hard sometimes because you want to find like-minded people, people you can identify with and all that jazz, but everyone is an, an individual with differences that make them unique and no compass can possibly ever capture that kind of difference perfectly, which of course none of them claim to be able to. Did the new God of War or new Pokemon sell more copies? Will I play Pokemon? No. I like games with some sort of a challenge and Pokemon definitely ain't it. Is it true that the new Pokemon game outsold God of War? Is that true? God of War has sold 5.1 while Pokemon has sold 10 million. It is ridiculous how popular the Pokemon games are, despite how shit they are. And I can say that and not piss people off because I think universally people accepted that the newest game is like terrible. There's probably just like a ridiculous amount of people where the only game they want to play is Pokemon. Because the franchise has been going on for so long and it's so global. And I guess it's so accessible. And kids too, yeah. Do YouTubers prepare multiple thumbnails for videos? As I always say, if you're a patron, a YouTube member, or a Twitch subscriber, you are able to submit questions and stuff in my ramble suggestions. Tira asks, in some of your rambles lately, you mentioned how some videos have been underperforming. I wanted to ask if you've considered maybe preparing multiple thumbnails for some videos and swapping them out every time to see which one does best. People who make like one video a week or one video every couple of weeks or one video every month have the freedom to really drill down into what makes that video perfect and to have, as you say, multiple thumbnails that they can switch out between. Because I'm trying to release a video every day and often it's the case where I'll, I'll have a video finalized and then within seven hours, I, I will be wanting a thumbnail. It's not as simple as that to make 
multiple thumbnails. And as well, because I'm doing series where you often I need a lot of thumbnails on the exact same topic, it's hard to have like multiple unused thumbnails for one particular video. That being said, there has been multiple times where I've seen a video underperforming and said, ah, might be the thumbnail. And so I have changed it in ways. For example, the billionaire speedrun thumbnail did get changed ever so slightly. Franklin's post was changed. The text at the top was changed to emphasize billionaire more to make it more distinct from the millionaire speedrun video. But yeah, this isn't something that I have the freedom luxury to do. I do it a bit, but I can't do it as much as people who uh, release viewer videos. How do you grow to like the sound of your own voice? I liked the sound of my voice the very first time I heard it. I remember distinctly the first time I heard it and I uh, messaged out on Facebook. I was like, I just heard my voice for the first time, like in a recording, like dedicated. Like I just sat in front of my corner and I'm like, my, I was like, my voice is fucking awesome. That's great. That's something to that effect. While I don't have that much of a rosy impression of my voice, these days, I do recognize that the way that I speak is, is far from perfect and uh, I have a hard time saying certain words and reading certain scripts aloud and stuff is a huge pain for me. But the sound of my voice is fairly good, I think. And as I say, I, I've never disliked it, so I can't give you any advice. Am I afraid of being canceled? Are you afraid of being canceled? No. So I'm very skeptical of the idea of canceling. The only things that really result in you being canceled are where you are literally unable to make the product that you were making previously, like you go to jail, for example, or what you've done fundamentally changes the feel of your content to your audience. Like if you're ousted as a pedophile or something to the degree where people can still like look at the content and go, oh yeah, I'd really enjoy this, but I feel very uncomfortable watching this now. Like I get that's funny, but the person doing it, like I can't, I can't do this is making me uncomfortable. And, and then they literally can't watch it because when you get canceled, it's usually by people who don't even watch your shit. Like people are angry at you, but at the end of the day, if what you produce still provides the same value that it did to the people who found value in it before, you're not going anywhere. That's why you have endless people who are believed to be despicable by millions of people who have huge audiences. Even EDP445 isn't canceled. He's back on TikTok. Yeah, but he took a huge hit. But again, that's because like he's been banned from a lot of platforms. Like, so he's probably the best example of that. He was not only banned from platforms, which prevented him from making the same product he was making before, but he also did something so horrendous that it changed like the feel of his content and made it less appealing. But he had other issues as well before that because he stopped being um, a fan of football or whatever, which was one of his significant appeals or some such. I I'm not sure. But